0: Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast, the AP All Pro first and second teams are out. Who's on the list and who's not on the list? Who didn't make the cut? We'll talk about that. Plus, teams in 2022 that made the playoffs where they didn't make them in 2021, there's quite a few of them. We'll talk about them. Plus, your calls and texts will close out the show. It's all coming up on Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast, January 16th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network, just win. your team just every win. day. Just win. The autumn win
0: is a raider. Pillaging just for fun round and upside down and he's conquered and won and, and welcome here raider nation to another edition of the locked on raiders podcast thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day remember you can find the locked on raider podcast free and available on all platforms that includes youtube thanks to my man ari who's on it every single day making sure we're up on youtube and we're looking good on youtube you can find him on twitter at ari Produces. does a fine job every day Definitely appreciate him and his efforts. Today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players that they score more or less than their prize pick projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. And first time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. We'll tell you more about them later on in the show. Got plenty to get to on today's show. And first of all, before we even get into anything football-related, it is MLK Day, so there's a lot of people off work today. I am not one of them. Uh, Working not only the podcast, but also doing the radio show a little bit later on this afternoon. Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio, 922 to 5 p.m. Pacific Time, which is fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, There's plenty to talk about when it comes to football, so I love every opportunity I get to be on the radio or do a podcast and uh, share my thoughts, so uh, all good here. But uh, anyone that's celebrating MLK Day today, uh, you know, have a happy day, Uh, you know, relax, get a little bit of R&R, spend some time with the family, and just remember what MLK Day is all about. And and I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to get into some soapbox or anything, but, man, if we could all just – you know, just chill and relax a little bit. And it's so funny with all the infighting when it comes to players and teams and coaches and everything. Where everyone's so angry all the time. We just took a step back, man. Just relaxed and had a good time. And uh, weren't so angry all the time. We'd probably be in a lot better place. But with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into some Raider conversation. And let's go ahead and jump into the AP All-Pro first uh, first team. Uh, that came out on Friday, as a matter of fact. Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Daniel Carlson, all three made the team. Adams earned his first team All-Pro for the third time in his career, uh, finished with 1,516 yards, only the sixth player in NFL history to record two straight seasons of 1,500-plus receiving yards, plus he had 14 touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, we all know he was a monster. Uh, he was named his first team All Pro for the first time in his career. Total 1,653 yards on the ground, joining Marcus Allen in 85 and Clem Daniels uh, in 63 as the only three players in franchise history to win a league rushing title. His r- rushing total is the second highest in franchise history. And then Daniel Carlson, shout out to Cash Money Carlson, receives first team All Pro honors for the first time in his career as well after being named to the second team in 2021. He finished the season with 137 total points. Tied for third most in the NFL and scored 10-plus points in eight games. The most in the NFL and tied for the most in a single season in Raiders history. His 34-made field goals were tied for second most in the league while he made an NFL record 11 field goals from 50-plus yards. There's a reason why they called him Cash Money Carlson. Now, with that being said, that's all well and good. Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Daniel Carlson, all on the first team, AP All-Pro. You know who wasn't on the first team, AP All-Pro, or the second team? Mad Max Crosby. Talked about him the other day when the NFLPA had their inaugural uh, list of uh, all-pro team and the first team, and he wasn't on that, and I felt like he got snubbed from that. Well, if I felt like he got snubbed from that, I, f- I really feel like he got snubbed from the first team and second team. I mean, if you're not going to make the first team, I get it, right? I mean, I-, I-, I get it. There's an argument to be said about total sacks, plus there's an argument to be said about teams that are successful. So I get it. But man, to leave him off the second team as well, now that to me, feels like it's criminal. So on the AP first and second team, as far as the edge rushers go, Nick Bosa, 16 games, 18 and a half sacks. Most likely he's going to be the defensive player of the year. So I get that, right? There's no questioning that at all. Micah Parsons, he's also on that. 17 games, 13 and a half sacks, three passes defense. The Cowboys are a good team with a good defense, but his numbers really aren't too much better than Max Crosby's. Max Crosby had 12 and a half sacks, and... Micah Parsons only has 13 and a half. And I'll say this. Micah Parsons has really started to fade a little bit toward the end of the regular season for the Cowboys. But they're in the playoffs. They're going to be playing tonight uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, okay, I'll give them that. Second team. He's got to make the second team, right? No, he didn't. Miles Garrett, Browns. 16 games, 16 sacks. Talked about him just the other day. They are not a playoff team. They only had seven wins. The Raiders had six wins. And I get it. He's got more sacks than, than Max Crosby. Three and a half. But all around game... And that's, there's something to be said about the all-around game uh, because people always told me when we were talking about pressures and we were talking about uh, other elements of the game besides just the sack total that, no, Q, you've got to look at the whole the whole body of work. So then I said, okay, let me look at the whole body of work. And now that I'm looking at the whole body of work, people are telling me that it's all about sacks. So it's either or, right? It can't be both. So if I'm just going to look at sacks, then fine. I'll look at sacks and say, you know what? You didn't have enough sacks. So, Cool. He's not on the AP first team or second team. But if you're looking at the all-around body of work, again, what Max Crosby did this past season was incredible. Played in all 17 games, had 88 total tackles. Yeah, he had 12 and a half sacks, but he had 22 tackles for losses. He had, what, four passes defense, three forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and even blocked a kick, right? I mean, that's that's saying something. So he had an all-around... Absolute monster season. And then the other guy who made the second team AP uh, All-Pro team was Sasan Reddick from the Eagles. 17 games, 16 sacks, and the Eagles were a really good team, are a really good team, and uh, they had the first round bye in the playoffs. So, again, I could look at Miles Garrett and Micah Parsons and say, okay, Max Crosby probably could have replaced one of those guys. But if you're going to go with the wins, which I'm okay with if you do, then Michael Parsons make to the list, and you got to take Miles Garrett off again. Not gonna you know pound the table and cry about it. I just know that that's gonna be something that's gonna fuel Max Crosby. As a matter of fact, on Friday when he saw the list come out, all he tweeted was "Wow." That's all I needed. You know, they might have done the Raiders and Max Crosby a favor by keeping him off that list because that's going to be one of the things that fuels him this offseason as he's working, working, working. Okay, I got to better myself. And he said it. You know, I played the whole uh, locker room sound from last Monday when he said, hey, I do this all year long because I want to be the best. I don't want to be the second best, third best, fourth. I want to be the best. I want to be the greatest. Things like this, I promise you, will push him to be the best. And I know it's only January and there's a long time before they get back on the field. But if this is something that's going to make him work out a little bit harder or, you know, when he doesn't want to get up, you know, there's times you don't want to get up out of, out of bed and go do your work, but something can fuel you. If this is something that fuels Max Crosby, I think that the Raiders got them a good one. Coming up next season. Too bad the season isn't until September. Uh, A couple other guys noticed that Max Crosby didn't make the AP first or second team, including his teammates. Devontae Adams. Devontae tweeted out, Congratulations to my teammates and the other boys around the league on their All-Pro nods. Max was brutally snubbed, and somebody needs to be held accountable. As for me, that's three first-team blessings in a row. God is great. Then, Jermaine Illuminor. He went on to say, Max was one of the best players in the league this year. In my opinion, he and Nick Bosa are the two best pass rushers in the NFL, so the fact he was left off the All-Pro team is a joke. Nowadays, all the voters care about are flashy plays, not true dominance. If they did, I bet those All-Pro teams would look a lot different. That's from Jermaine Illuminor and Devontae Adams both on Twitter. So clearly his teammates noticed. Clearly his teammates, you know, believe that he should be on the AP All-Pro team, and I do as well. But I get it. There's only so much room. You know, you've got to take somebody off. Uh, Nick Bosa is a no-doubter. Uh, Hassan Reddick, I believe, is a no-doubter as well with the Eagles. Micah Parsons, like I said, I'm a little on the fence with just because he, he kind of tailed off towards the end of the season. But his team has wins, and they're in the playoffs. So just like the other day on the NFLPA, uh, you know, their list that they had out, I kept Miles Garrett off. And I think that Miles Garrett gets a nod because Miles Garrett is Miles Garrett. And he's got that name. And he's already been there, done that multiple times. And really, he's a guy that they put into the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year each and every year. So I think that that's a reason why he may, gets the nod right there. 16 games, 16 sacks. Yes, that's three and a half more than Max Crosby had. But I think Max Crosby had the better all around season. But that's just me. Speaking of seasons. Teams that turned it around in 2022 that were not very good in 2021. They made the playoffs and well there's a bunch of teams that didn't make the playoffs that were in that were in the playoffs in 2021, including the Raiders. We'll talk about that coming up in segment number two after I tell you about a couple of great sponsors here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. And the first one is a title sponsor, which is prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players If they score more or less than their prize pick projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. The cool thing about this is there's no competing against other people. It's just you versus projections available. And they offer projections in any sport that you watch, NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, College basketball, college women's basketball. I mean, every sport that's out there, they've got you covered. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. What do you have to do? Download the PrizePicks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match at the $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. You deposit $100, PrizePicks will give you $100. You deposit $50, PrizePicks will give you $50. Don't forget, use that promo code LOCKED ON to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. I also wanted to let you know that today's Locked On Raiders podcast is sponsored by Better Help Therapy Online. The thing about life is it doesn't come with the owner's manual. It doesn't come with instructions. I'm terrible at reading instructions anyway. Whenever we're at the house and we're trying to put something together or we're, I don't follow any directions, I just try to wing it. The wife, she likes to follow directions. But life in general doesn't have directions. I don't want to say that you, you have to wing it, but sometimes you got to wing it. And sometimes life hits you like a ton of bricks and you don't really know what to do and you don't really know what direction to turn to. Well, therapists can come in and help you. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine, which is called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Everyone, and I mean everyone, deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be any easier. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. If you're stuck, you need to get unstuck with BetterHelp. Maybe you don't even know that you're stuck. And you're just feeling some kind of way, maybe you are stuck and you want to get unstuck, BetterHelp is here for you. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. Again, betterhelp, h-e-l-p.com slash locked on. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team is... Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast is... Super Wild card Weekend gets wrapped up tonight with Monday Night Football. I love having a playoff game on Monday Night Football, by the way. But Tampa Bay and Dallas square up tonight, and then Super Wild card Weekend will be over. So uh, I always get these nuggets from NFL Communications, and a lot of times they're really good stuff, and sometimes it makes me think. And on Friday, I received this nugget from NFL Communications and really based my whole show on Raider Nation Radio 920 around these nuggets, and I think it's something positive to bring to the table, something positive and also something that's thought-provoking to really bring to the table here on the podcast so seven teams qualified for the postseason in 2022 after missing the playoffs last season the Ravens the Jaguars the Chargers Miami Minnesota the Giants and Seattle now we all know how things shook out with Jacksonville and the Chargers right (laughs) yeah we all saw that how that shook out man Jacksonville was down 27-0 at one point, and then came back and won the game. That was epic, and I'm sure Raider Nation is like, yep, been there, done that, know about you losing a big old lead. But that's not the point of this conversation. Those are the teams that missed the playoffs in 2021 that were in the playoffs. Raider Nation, there's only 14 teams that qualify for the playoffs every single year, and that's been expanded, obviously. But seven teams that did not make the playoffs in 2021 were in the playoffs in 2022. And obviously, the Raiders were there in 2021 and didn't make it this past year. So normally, they it's about four teams. On average, it's about four teams that make the playoffs that weren't in the year before. This year, it was seven. So the point is, what the Raiders need to do and what Dave Ziegler's job is and Champ Kelly's job and Josh McDaniel's job is to make the Raiders one of those teams that make the playoffs, but they're also one of those teams that are able to sustain the success and stay in the playoffs year after year after year. And that was what I really stressed on my radio show on Friday was I want to be able to talk about the Raiders at the beginning of the season as, yeah, you know, the Raiders are always going to be that team that competes for the playoffs. That's what the job is to do. Not to tease us, and how many times have we been teased, Raider Nation? And I, I look—I'll tell you right now—I fell for the banana in the tailpipe going into this season. I thought this season with Devonte Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs, oh man, it's going to be fantastic. And the team made the playoffs a year ago. Well, they got to be a playoff team this year, right? Wrong. Right? Their point differential was terrible. Uh, they just—they—they they found a way to get into the playoffs in 2021, which I will never not credit them for that. They did that. That's something that they did. But that gave a lot of people, including myself, maybe it didn't give you hope, but it gave me hope that this team has found a way to turn the corner and all of a sudden become a playoff team consistently. That's the thing we're looking for, right? Consistency. You don't want to be that team that's just, oh, they're one and done. Like the Vikings, right? Look at the season that the Vikings had. Did anyone really believe that the Vikings were a good team and then they dip out in the first round, right? They did all this, uh, you know, scoring and winning games at the end of the game. Look very similar, honestly, to what the Raiders did in 2021. And then they dip out in the first round of the playoffs. Does anyone believe that the Vikings are a team that is, is a team that's going to compete for, you know, to run deep in the playoffs each and every year, or even make a Super Bowl run? No, they don't believe in that. And so when you go back and look at the Raiders, and like I said, the Vikings look very similar to the Raiders in 2021, where they found ways to win games that they probably shouldn't have won. And they ultimately made it to the playoffs. And what happened first round dipped out. And that was what it was. And then didn't return this past season. So, they need to build this roster. And, you know, I'm not a guy who's going to come on here and bash Derek Carr. They need to, they need to build a roster where they can have consistency. They can have uh, enough players, enough depth, where regardless if one guy's down or another guy's down, they still have confidence that they can make the playoffs each and every year. I mean, look at Kansas City. They lose Tyreek Hill, right? They trade him to the Dolphins. Everyone thinks, oh, Uh, Kansas City is going to be down their offense is going to be down this year no no problem because they still have Patrick Mahomes so I know a lot of people didn't agree with the you know the way that Derek Carr was sat down and and obviously that the Raiders are moving on without him but in overhauling and changing the culture of this team it starts at the top and so the top is starting with the quarterback position so if the quarterback and if they can find it and this is the big if Right? If they could find that quarterback that could be that guy that gives the Raiders a chance each and every time he takes the field, the guy that you know, as long as you have him, you could win, then, then there's there's a chance to have that consistency, and then you build that around him. You know what you got on the defensive side of things with Max Crosby. Obviously, they need a lot more help on the defensive side of things to be a consistent team as well. But you have weapons offensively. If you have a trigger man that you believe that you're in the game each and every time you take the field. You have yourself a chance. So what I'm looking for, what I'm hoping for, and I don't know if it's going to happen this year. I really, I honestly don't. I hope it does because, you know, I sure do like the team playing in the playoffs. I like talking about them being in the playoffs. I like going to the games when they're in the playoffs, right? I mean, I just, I like seeing a winner, which Raider Nation, uh, we all as fans deserve this team to be a winner. It's been too many times that they haven't made the playoffs since 2002, right? 2016, 2021, and that's it. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's a shame. Right. And so we as fans deserve for this team to be built where they can have that consistency. They can be there each and every year. And that's what Mark Davis saw when he brought in Josh McDaniels. He's believing that they can bring what that New England Patriots team had where they they were always in the mix. They were always right there. Now they had Tom Brady. That was their guy. I'm not saying that that's going to be the guy for the Raiders. I don't know what the Raiders are going to do with the quarterback position this upcoming year, but they better get it right. And whoever it is, they've got to get a guy that could be their dude. I mean, they're in a division with Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and I think Russell Wilson's going to get right, depending on whoever the head coach is going to be of the Broncos. Justin Herbert, right? And I don't even know if Brandon Staley's going to be around long, right? Brandon Staley might get fired. They might end up having Sean Payton after that epic collapse. So now you've got to have a quarterback that can compete with those guys, and you've got to have a head coach that can compete with those guys. And so Josh McDaniels is going to have a lot of pressure on him this upcoming year. Cause I don't know who's going to end up in Denver. It could be Jim Harbaugh could be Sean Payton. I don't know who's going to end up in LA. I know that Brandon Staley's not fired yet, but I wouldn't be shocked if he got fired and they make a, a, a run at Sean Payton. I mean, man, you've got to compete with the big dogs in, in the AFC West. So if, Whatever they're doing in the front office, if Dave Ziegler and company decide this is how we're going to build this team so we can consistently be in the playoffs and be players each and every year, I'm good with it. Even if it means that it's going to take an extra year, it might not get done this past year, this upcoming year in 2023. They might have some nice building blocks. They might go into the draft and get some good players, and then they start to build around. If if that's the case, that might be the case. But if you can get the long-term success, you don't want the short-term success. That's what the Raiders have had a little bit of. And not even a lot of that 2016 short term success 2017 out of the playoffs 2021 short term success 2022 out of the playoffs. The Raiders have to be one of those teams that are consistently there, not one of the seven teams like this year seven teams were out of the playoffs that were there a year ago. That just shows you that there's a lot of parody and we've talked about that in on the show before, too. It's a lot of parody across the league. Their teams aren't, very, aren't, aren't too much different than each other. The difference is how much can they sustain that success. That's what you're looking for. The key is having sustained success. And if the Raiders can't find a way to do it, then it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be just like what we've been seeing the past few years. One year is a good one, a couple years down. One year is a good one, a few years down. Like you just, that gets so old. And we, and, and we as fans have had to deal with it for the longest. It's time that that changes. It's got to change at the top. Someone's got to say that losing is not an option and we're going to get guys in here that know how to win, want to win, and have that mentality of not just having mediocre play and, well, hey, shucks, that's okay. It was a good try. We'll come back next day. They've got to have some dudes. They got a dude in Josh Jacobs. They got a dude in Devontae Adams. I know damn well they got a dude in Max Crosby. He wants to win. I played the whole 13-minute media session from last Monday on the show. You can hear it in his voice how much he wants to win. Got to have more guys like that in the locker room. And you've got to have a trigger man that has that mentality as well. And I like Derek Carr. I think he sustained that position. You heard me say it a million times. I just don't know if he had the fire to make this team, put the team on his shoulder and, and, and say, Hey, follow me. We're going to get to the promised land. I don't know if his passion was strong enough to be that guy. If that makes sense again, not trying to bash the guy, but I know that there's other things that he, you know, has passions about and he loves and that's fine. You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be football, all the time, football, 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 nothing else. I get it. That's okay. But, man, I'd like to see a guy, whoever the next guy is going to be, the next quarterback, long-term solution for the Raiders at quarterback, be a guy with some fire in him that won't accept you know, bad play or wrong routes ran or drop passes or not blocking or whatever the case may be, won't stand for mediocrity, only going for wins. It's got to be about wins. It's got to be about success. That's what has to happen. The culture, the mindset has got to change with the silver and black. That's the job of GM Dave Ziegler. He's got 11 draft picks as of right now, got plenty of money as of right now, and that's going to change. The money's going to go up, and there's probably going to be a couple more draft picks added to the mix before it's all said and done. It can get turned around. He's got to hit. The right buttons. That's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up with segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707 654 4693. Before we get to that though, I do want to tell you about a game that I'm very excited about, which is the Ultimate Football GM. And the reason I'm so excited about it is because, well, we do it every day. We do it here on the podcast. We do it at the sports bar. Hell, I did it in segment number two when I was talking about the Raiders and their sustained success, having sustainability, you know, being able to be that team that's constantly fighting for the playoffs. I talked about it quite a bit in segment number two. Well, that's what this game is all about. You hire the right coaches and coordinators, you trade players, you make draft picks, you navigate your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of a season. It's basically what we do here, but it's a game, it's real fun. All the challenges of a realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. All Locked On Raider podcast listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code Locked On. It's all caps. It's in the game store. It's Locked On in all caps. Make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the App Store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today.
1: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily
0: podcast
1: on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Here we go, Raider Nation. It's segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start off with Cy Reezy from the Bay. He's calling to talk about the car situation as far as trades go and what he thinks should have happened. Here he is, Cy Reezy from the Bay.
1: What up, Q? Happy New Year, my brother. Tyreezy from the Bay. Hope all is well with you and yours. And, uh, you know, offering a little bit of, uh, I don't know, inspiration, I guess you could call it. But, uh, you know, no matter how good or bad the Raiders are doing, I guess there's one thing that you can always count on, and that even in these dark times, they, that silver lining is that at least they provide you some good content to talk about, don't they? Uh, so hopefully that works out well for you. Um, <clears throat> okay, so i am calling a day to talk about this whole Derek Carr trade situation now that the announcement is made officially that they're moving on uh, from a business standpoint, just straight facts that we business point of view. Um, and from that, I understand, and like let's just talk about the ways the Raiders as an organization have mishandled the situation, counting with number one, the timing. The best time to have traded Derek Carr would have been last year after the 2021 season when his value was at an all-time high just passed for, what, 4,800 yards with not much weapons to work with under probably the most adverse circumstances that any quarterback has seen in recent history, and did so showing exceptional leadership, all the while under a very favorable contract that was well below the market value for quarterbacks of this caliber, meaning teams were willing to give up a lot for him at that stage. In fact, the Raiders received offers as high as two first-round picks, apparently. Um instead, they decide to extend him, which is mistake number two. Uh, the extension in itself devalues the quarterback's value because they have to bring his salary up to market level, which automatically decreases the amount that other teams are willing to trade to you for him. Uh, and then in order to get some flexibility in the situation to do this sort of non-committal extension that they did, they had to give up all their leverage by giving – the quarterback, a no trade clause and a deadline that's a full month before the start of free agency or they have to eat uh, the guaranteed money. So they effectively backed themselves into a corner. And then possibly the worst of all was mistake number three, which is they devalued the quarterback or their franchise player with their public actions. Example, Mark Davis publicly flirting with Tom Brady in 2020 and letting the rumors fly about possible trade talks and replacements uh, and then the benching because of mistake number two. Uh, and then finally to really drive a nail in the coffin when Davis and his associate Ken Harrock allegedly go into the interview meetings and bash their franchise player, shocking the interviewee candidates. Uh, that's always a bad thing to bash your employer or employee, um, in a job interview. So that's how you go from potentially two first round picks. To little to
0: nothing. Thank you so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And one, I don't believe that the Raiders were ever offered two ones for Derek Carr. I don't believe that. I know that was the rumor out there, the report that was out there. That was never anything that was said. Oh yeah, confirmed. Let's put it like that. Like that was. I just don't see a team asking or giving up two ones for Derek Carr. I, I don't. I don't see that. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong, but that was never confirmed. So I don't think that that. Uh, I don't think that that ever happened. Uh, and also, if they had traded Carr before the season, then Devontae Adams is not here. And I don't know how you feel about Devontae Adams, but I'm glad that he's a Raider. I really am. And I think that that's a dynamic weapon that, man, as long as you have Devontae Adams on the field, you saw what he did this year. Over 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns. And he had you know, a handful of games that were bad games. Not his fault, but just didn't get the ball. There was plenty of meat left on the bone out there. So uh, I think that they really wanted to make things work with Carr. As a matter of fact, I do know that when Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler took the job, they wanted to work with Derek Carr. I know that for a fact. They wanted to work with Derek Carr. It just didn't work. So that's, I guess, the reason why they didn't trade him, like you said. Uh, everything else that you're talking about with the contract extension and, you know, and everything else, that, that makes sense. But that's also the reason why they structured the contract the way that they did so they can get out of it if it didn't work. But I know that they did want to make things work with Derek Carr and thought he was a guy that could get it done. It just ultimately didn't. Beside Reezy, thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Caden Reno. It said, Yo, Q, it's Caden from Reno. I think the priority player to re sign are all the guys that you said. I'd like to bring back guys like Denzel and Andrew Billings, but like you said, they aren't a priority. I also think they're better depth offensive linemen to get out there other than Jermaine Illuminor. Q, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, JT, it was a pleasure meeting you during the New England game. That's from Caden and Reno. Uh, Thank you so much for the text, my man. And uh, it was great to meet you as well. And, you know, the thing about it is, if for anyone who didn't know, the guys I was talking about, Josh Jacobs, Priority to bring back. That's obvious. Um, I said, Jakob Johnson, bring him back. Priority because he was the fullback that was blocking for Josh Jacobs. Uh, Jarrett Stidham, no doubt about it, just because uh, he's, at the, very, at the very least, he's a quality backup quarterback. At the very least, he might be competing for a starting job for all I know, but uh, it's a priority to bring him back. I mentioned Daron Harmon as well. I'd like to bring him back. I thought he was good on the defensive side of things as a, you know, as a, um, as a leader. Uh, I know he only created two turnovers, but I just think that he was, he was a big-time player. And I thought, oh, and then Mac Hollins was the other guy. I thought Mac Hollins was important to bring back as well because he does uh, special teams. And then he also put himself into a role, uh, wide receiver number two, when that wasn't his job. He wasn't supposed to be wide receiver number two. But when Waller went down and Renfro went down, basically Hollins became number two and actually carved out a nice little role for him. So those are the guys that I said the Raiders should bring back. As priorities, they have 26 unrestricted free agents. So it's going to be interesting to see who, in fact, they do bring back. I know there's a lot of quality players in there that were on one-year contracts. Just want to see who Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly believe are guys that should be brought back in 2023. So thank you so much for that text, my man. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Sean McRader in North Carolina. He's calling to speak on what he thinks the Raiders should do at the quarterback position and what they should be trying to do for the organization and, more importantly, the fans. Raider Nation. Here's Sean McRader in North Carolina.
2: Hey Q, this is Sean McRader out of North Carolina. Hey, uh, just on the quarterback situation, uh, I've been a Raider fan since I was about 15 years old. I'm 55 now. Um, And I'll be honest with you, man, I feel like Raider Nation needs a uh, kind of a relief valve, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm all for winning it now. I'm all for bringing in a Brady, bringing in an Aaron Rodgers, whatever that might look like uh and going after the gold, you know, and, and getting a win. I mean uh Raider fans just need some relief man. We've been uh we've been in that muck and that mire and in this swamp for so long. Uh you know, hoax up and down and, and, and all around that I just think it's time for uh for Raider management to get serious, get a win, give us some relief, give us something to cheer about. And uh, and actually make the Raiders relevant uh, to other players in the league. Because to be quite honest, why would anybody want to go to a team that consistently doesn't win uh, when they can go to a team that does? I mean, ultimately, a lot of these guys give up money just to go get that ring. Once they you know they've made a little money, they they want that ring, man. They that's what you know caps off the uh, the Sunday, if you will. That's the cherry. Uh, and uh, what better place to get that cherry than? Uh, Raider Nation, right? I mean, I think that that would be amazing. Uh, that's just my thoughts, man. Uh, thanks for doing what you do,
0: and have a blessed day. Thank you so much for the call, brother. I appreciate you, and that's my thing, man. If the Raiders believe they can win immediately with an upgraded quarterback in their eyes, then I'm good with it. I really don't care who it is. Uh, if they think that they can get a, get a veteran right now and they can win, I'm good. I look at it as there's only two veterans out there that they're going to be choosing from, Brady or Jimmy G. And as far as I'm concerned, it's got to be Brady. I'll take Brady over Jimmy G any day of the week and twice on Sunday. And I know he's older. I get it, but I would take him over Jimmy G any day. Uh, I just want to see the team win. Now, if they don't go get a veteran, to me, what that tells me is, hey, um, this team is still a few years away from from being the team that that we wanted to be. Right? This team's not going to be able to compete for a championship right now. That's what that tells me. And I could be reading it completely wrong, but that's just how I feel. If they go and get, you know, have Jarrett Stidham and say a rookie compete uh, during training camp, that tells me that this this is you know a few years off. And, and on top of that, I don't know how Devontae Adams would feel about that. And I know you can't do everything based around one player, but I think Devontae Adams has made it very obvious and very clear that he wants to catch passes from somebody that he knows and he's comfortable with as opposed to some young guy. Like he didn't want to catch passes from Jordan Love in Green Bay. I don't see how he's going to want to catch passes from some rookie that he's never played with in the league. But that's, again, that's just me. So we'll see what happens, but thank you so much, uh, for that call, my man, I do appreciate you. And at the end of the day, man, I just want to see the Raiders win. I know Raider Nation wants to see the Raiders win. Uh, i got, got a text from T3 Raider Facts. It says, Q, to honor the late, great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who was born the same year as Al Davis, by the way, I'd like to share some of Dr. King's words. I refuse to accept the idea that the is-ness of man's present nature makes him morally incapable of reaching up for the oughtness that forever confronts him. You're getting deep here, T3. I'd like to take these words and challenge all of Raider Nation. Let's set aside our differences as a fan base and come together to focus on doing good for others. I'm not saying lay down our Raider gear. Instead, I'm saying to wear that gear proudly as we focus on our fellow men, women, and children. Show everyone what a true nation is and let our colors represent our caring nature. Let's try going one week without attacking each other on social media. Let bygones be good bygones and focus on better days and a bright future ahead. I'm passionate about the life and legacy of Dr. King, and I am passionate about the Raiders. And if you know me, you know what I believe. That passion always outlives fashion. That's T3 Raider Facts. Thanks so much for the the text, my man. I appreciate you. And Sorry I was fumbling through that, but... I was working on it. I was working on it. So I get the gist of the text, though. Uh, you know, and and look, as good as that sounds, uh, there's always going to be some folks that are going to go, you know, fire up on social media and talk trash to you, talk trash to me. Just there's a lot of infighting, man. And I start off the whole show talking about infighting, and it's just it is what it is. It's just something that we got to deal with. Um, you know, I hear it all the time on Radio Nation Radio 920, and I I try to avoid it. I try to you know not not uh add fuel to the fire of it. That's for sure because it's just. You know, it's just pointing the fingers, and it's just like a pissing contest, and I I don't really sign up for that. But I understand exactly where you're coming from. Thanks so much for the text. I guess that's a great way to close out the show on this. Martin Luther King Day, January sixteenth, twenty 2023. So it's T3. Thanks for that. Coming up tomorrow, i got more calls and texts. We'll have more news and notes. We'll be back into kind of a regular workday-type schedule. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll keep this party rolling. We do it all offseason long. Uh, Just because there's no games that involve the Raiders doesn't mean there's not a lot to talk about. And we'll do it each and every day here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Again, thanks so much for making this show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Locked On Raider podcast free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Thanks to my man Ari on Twitter at Ari Produces. Until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.